Hey folks, welcome to Pivot Point. My name is Joseph DiBiase and this is my podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to Pivot Point. It's another week, another day. Are you getting your vaccines? I'm not eligible yet, but soon. I think pretty soon, within April, everybody is going to be eligible. So, here we are. Have a great guest on today. Her name is Bianca Bethune. Do you know who she is? Yes, you do. She plays Megan. She plays Megan Burnett on Bad Boys 2 and Bad Boys for Life. She's a wonderful woman. We talk a lot about her beginning and also the transition from being a child actor into now a, an adult actor. And we talk about mindset. She does a podcast about mindset. It's a fascinating conversation. So that's coming up. In the meantime, I got to say, I've been doing this reflective meditative times with Kristen every morning. And one of the things that's been, been coming up at me, which is how do I stop looking for results when I'm doing anything? In other words, how do you stay in process? Sometimes the result fuels me. It fuels me like I can hear how the music's going to end or I can imagine what it's going to be like or, I don't know, you can imagine this character that you are, this uh, other part of your being that you're playing. And sometimes I get so far into that idea, and I use that word idea, rather than just staying in process and playing and having fun. It's something that... Bianca and I touch on too, which, um, which I found rather synchronistic. And you know, the other thing that's been bubbling up with me is this idea of how do you be content and still have drive on that same topic? And I think for me, it's how do I define contentment? Because I think there's a part of me that defines contentment as complacency. And it's not. So I'm doing some deep dive there on the word contentment and still having some sort of a drive to move forward, a hunger to move forward, or a curiosity to move forward. So that's what's going on in my life. Um, That project is over. The pink show is done. I haven't heard anything in in a week. So that's going to be something. (laughs) And uh, got a couple of projects coming up soon. Can't really talk about those yet. Waiting to get final confirmation on some things, which is exciting, uh, especially as we come come out of being in a lockdown and productions being in shutdown. So it's nice to see that there's some work coming on the horizon. Hey, so, you know, for those of you who are in the Bay Area, let me tell you about Laurel's Catering. Laurel'sCatering.com. You got to check out their website. Oh, my gosh. Amazing pictures of food. I'm (laughs) telling you, it's going to make you pretty hungry. I know Matt and Laurel. They catered our wedding. I grew up with Matt. Matt and I go way back. We go way back, so far back. That we don't know a time when we didn't know each other. I know it's a double negative, but you know what I'm saying. Anyway, they cook amazing food. Their catering is excellent. Like, they got it down. The service, the presentation, the food, it's great. So, if you're up in the Bay Area or wine country, check them out. Laurelscatering.com. 415-608-9200. You're not going to be disappointed. It's so good. Mm -mm -mm. 
All right, on the show today, Bianca Bethune. I'm so glad you said yes, Bianca. We had a great conversation. Really, this woman's got it going on, and I really look forward to seeing what's going to happen with her in the future. Okay, Bianca, take us away. Can you hear me? Can you see me? I can hear you and see you. Awesome. Yay. (laughs) Much better connection, too. Yes, yes. Thank you for your patience and adjusting with me. Technical difficulties. No problems. No problems. (laughs) What a cool place. Is this the same place you were the other day? Yeah, I just changed the camera a little bit to the side. So, you know, nice. it's a cool little spot to do videos and, yeah. and things like that. So Very yeah. nice. Very nice. I like Thank the guitar up on the wall there, too. Thank you. A little aesthetics, you know. A little something, something. <laughs> now, did you say you were in Oklahoma or in? Yeah, I was in Oklahoma um, filming with my cousin. He has a production company out there. So um, when I'm not in front of the camera, I help him with production and casting and help him with the actors and things. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. fantastic. And how do you like getting behind the camera? Yeah, I appreciate it a lot. It's um, it's a lot of work, so I'll leave it at that. Uh (laughs) (laughs) But I'm happy to understand both sides just so that as an actor, I'm not so hard on myself when mm. it comes to bookings and things, because you just never know uh, why outside of your talent. It could be a whole bunch of other things that uh, has nothing to do with that. Yeah. So the more I'm on that end, the more I'm, I'm less you know, harsh on myself. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. So welcome to the show. This is great. Yeah, it's good to have you here. Um, So you had told me that I think you said you were an only child. And I had Mm -hmm. wanted to ask you, what was that like growing up as a, I mean, I grew up with like three siblings. So what was that like for you? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't um, a crazy adjustment considering I did have cousins that were, you know, not necessarily close in age, but at least they were coming around during the holidays. Uh Um, And then I was you know, doing rehearsals and things since I was a kid. So I was used to, you know, having, if not friends, but associates Uh per group of activities I was doing. Uh So it wasn't like I was a loner in the sense of like I was bullied or anything like that. It was just, I wasn't at a particular place too long to even have that best friend feel. So, you know, I was kind of, I was cool being by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get that. I have, uh, there was one kid in our neighborhood who was an only child and there is this sense of how to be independent Mm -hmm. that I think for those who have siblings, it takes a while to learn that there's this, connection that you always want to be around siblings or somebody or family. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, I mean, I'm not judging one way or another. I'm just saying, right. like, I've always noticed that, uh, that independent spirit to just do, do their thing. Mm-hmm. Now, as an adult, I can't say that that's what I, I, mean, I like as often, but mm. at least I know when I have to lock in for a project or, you know, I just want to take time for myself. I know what to do and I don't feel weird. Yeah. I feel like some people um, look negative to, negatively off of someone taking time mm. for themselves. Mm. Like I'm the type of person that I don't really wear my problems on my sleeves. I try to take time alone to uh, reflect and, and yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Um, but for some people looking from the outside in, it looks like something's wrong or mm. I'm acting different when it's just me doing the things I need to do. So like you said, everyone moves differently, but as long as you're happy yeah. you know, in the process of getting happy, <laughs> let's just do that. <laughs> so well said. And now you were um, acting 
as a young child. How did that happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, had a talent agent from work of dance and things. You know, they just connected me with the talent department uh-huh. where it was strictly for commercials and movies and television. And uh, yeah, my first acting job was the audition for Bad Boys. Isn't that it crazy? was about yeah, it was it was a wild experience. And I was kind of grateful that I had the dance exposure already because that process of auditioning was very similar to auditions for, you know, movies yeah. where you would have to go a few different times and have huge gaps in between of waiting for the call and what have you. So thankfully, I wasn't um, as hesitant to just understand like, OK, you know, they're calling me back. Let me just do it again and do yeah. it great again. You know, like <laughs> Keeping that mentality, I feel like some people. when they feel like they're getting called back for something, they have to do something more. And it's like, no, they just want to see you again because they need to show you to other people. So if you think of it like that, then you just keep keep that confidence, you know, and and keep your head strong. Uh And Mm -hmm. and you were um, under 10? Yeah, I was, um, I think I was just maybe 10 or 11, to be honest with you, when we just filmed it. Wow. And then it came out in 2003, I believe. So I was 13-ish. Yeah, Isn't something around there. Wild. But I was young. That was, that's the point. I was young. And, you know, I, I had been around adults, like I said, with my dance career. So thankfully, again, mm. I could have conversation and not be like, yeah, I was a kid, but sure. I was like a whole conversation with you as an adult. So it was great just to be able to see the experience of what uh, being an actor would be to to just physically be on set and, 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 you know, travel and be in the trailers and the hotels and Uh all the things. It's like, well, okay, this is like a lifestyle that I could see myself doing. If I work hard and, and do what I need to do, I can, I can reap all these different benefits. So Mm. it was nice. And when you were younger, why, the arts, like why dance? What was it that drew you? Do you know? Do you remember? Like, why not? Like, I don't know. Like, there's some people. Like, okay, I can use my brother as a perfect example. <laughs> All he wanted to do, he said, when he was getting growing up, he said, "I just wanted to be an engineer and have a family." Mm, nice. Yeah. So, yeah. like, people have this thing. Like, you know, what they was know. they know? Did you know? Yeah, I don't I don't think I necessarily knew what way I would be a storyteller. I felt like I always wanted to be a storyteller. Mm. And and I feel like that's that can be all different types of platforms. Yeah. Um, so that's why I started with dance and, you know, doing the recitals. Um, I used to sing for a little bit. I had a little EP out. Oh, um, how nice. And, and incorporating <laughs> the music um, and dance together. But yeah, honestly, it wasn't until... Uh, I had booked Bad Boys already on set, and I remember my mother telling me, like, make sure you ask Will or you ask Martin for an acting coach so that you can train just Mm. like you do with your dance. And so I did, and meeting her and just the caliber of where she was and how serious she took the craft. It wasn't about like, hi, my name is Bianca and I'm auditioning for a <laughs> It wasn't that. It was like tra- finding like the true, you know, core of the character, their yeah. objective, their needs, you know, where they're coming from. Real human behaviors that I never associated the two, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's like I said, my audition was me. So I didn't know that there was some type of uh, rapport. There was some type of craft to it. Yeah. And once I was aware of it, I just, you know, switched my whole perspective and took it full, full force. Like literally, if I wasn't in a class, I was helping assist, you know, in another class or helping yeah. to clean the studio, like whatever I needed to do just to be there as long as I could. So, yeah, that was where that change came from. Is that more like your personality to go all in? Yes. Yeah. Because I try to be respectful to what people live for, you know, and feel like there's a purpose of or they're calling. Mm. And I don't like when people just come in and like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do this thing. It's like, okay, but you don't see an athlete doing that. Like you can't just go into a basketball game with the top guys in the same way. So why treat it any different? Why can't you train just the same and, and do your part of staying your lane? Mm. That way, when you do meet people like a Denzel Washington or a Will Smith or something, you're not starstruck or you're right. not, yeah. you know, because you can tell, you can tell when people are not on that level. And I'm not saying I'm right there at that level right now, but I know that my path mm. is going towards that. So I 
I have to carry myself as if I'm already there so that it exudes to other people. Like, okay, she just wants to learn. She's not here on like a fangirl type thing. She just wants to absorb all that she can. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was back East when you were doing that. And what, what made you, I mean, because you moved to LA, didn't you? Yes. About a couple years after uh, the premiere my mother and I moved to California. Yes. I see. Yeah. So the same talent agent, she actually moved out to California first. Oh, cool. I was like, yeah, let me see. You yeah. Know, let me see. Cause we, the only time I went there was for, um, for the premiere for bad boy. So I never experienced LA at all, right. but I did know that in LA was more TV and film, whereas New York was Broadway and soap opera. So yeah. it was that choice to expand. So that's mm. what I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was a crazy adjustment. It was just the two of us. And uh, I did work a little bit. I had a couple shows. Um, I was on a show called Everybody Hates Chris, mm-hmm. uh, Criminal Minds, and uh, a couple of Nickelodeon shows. So I was like taking the classes and then trying to take classes out in LA that were similar and then still auditioning. So it was yeah. like that constant epic flow of just learning and applying, learning and applying. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. did you feel that... Um that bad boys open doors for you or not so much, or you still had to work. Like, yeah, it was a little bit of both of, you know, just not knowing enough, not having enough, uh, a strong representation for myself. But to be honest with you, I feel like if I had continued just at a, a high peak because I wasn't, centered within myself i don't think i would have lasted Mm. or appreciated as much and to be able to even these years later stand here and and, and, you know talk to you i don't think i would have been prepared just because i didn't i didn't i didn't see it for what it was i was just like okay i'm doing this job i get money it's cool that's what it is but i didn't understand what my calling was and my purpose of it to be able to help someone else you know it wasn't until I kind of had to be face down or at my lowest to appreciate, okay, Bianca, you have to invest in yourself to be at a high frequency at all times. You can't look at, oh, because I auditioned for this one thing and I didn't get it. I have to beat myself up and just become this low, you know, being. And a lot of people do that and they, they get stuck. So yeah, yeah. I like to express and be vulnerable and transparent of, of the, the the journey I'm on so that hopefully someone else can, you know, relate to it and hopefully help themselves. Yeah. How did you get out of that spiral? Like, cause I think we all get in it. Um, and we all have the, the talk that is Mm self-sabotaging. Can you talk about some of the things that you did to help, help yourself get out of that? What were some of the mindsets or even practical things that you've you've done for that yeah sure uh first it was just acknowledging it um I was always that type of person that like I said was strong and didn't allow the circumstances around me uh, affect me on Mm -hmm. my day-to-day I would just shush it so once I took time to acknowledge how I was feeling and and say it was okay to feel those things and validate the reasons. It helped me push through it. It helped me be able to talk to uh, my close friends about it and not feel judged. Mm. Uh, I have a great circle, a great tribe of people uh, in my corner that I should be able to and can speak my truth and know that even if they can't help me, at least I can. they can be a shoulder to lean on and I can vent and get it out. Mm-hmm. So the more I start talking, about it the more of a positive light I put onto it and started doing some more research in YouTube of course YouTube yeah. University as we all say <laughs> just finding out about like imposter syndrome and yeah. you know a, a lot of things that I didn't know could be uh not necessarily labeled but have been researched and, and it's it's real sure versus yeah. me just saying okay I had a bad day it's like no these circumstances from my past have built up to the person and things that trigger me so mm. I should and can work on it 
started doing therapy, mm-hmm. um, uh, journaling every day, you know, just for a couple minutes, just to be grateful, setting some type of morning routine and doing like positive affirmations or mm. some type of devotional where it just, it sets a tone for the day and my intentions for the day, because you can't, and you don't have control over what is to come each day. So you might as well just have a nice solid foundation for the day, you know, eat something that's healthy and take time for yourself, regardless of what you have to do for the day. I was so, um, eager to, to be somewhere on time or just, you know, early is on time, like that type of mentality, which is totally fine to (laughs) be like that, but it would just make me anxious. And it's like, you know, if, if there's traffic, so be it. And you can just say, Hey, I'm letting you know, I'm 10 minutes late or, you know, what have you. And then it'll be fine. Like I was panicking with you with the, uh, with the Wi-Fi. Yeah. It's all good. I could just express what was going on and then we can adjust and work it out. But you know, that's something I have to work on and, and it'll help by acknowledging it and just adjusting how I say things. I don't know if you can see back here, but I have little pink, like, I do see those. Quotes. I'm like, they're like, yeah, the, are those like little mantras, Positive affirmations, oh, that's great. quotes, um, Bible verses, what have you, but they're always at places where I have to touch it. So I have one on the, 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 um, knob on the refrigerator, yeah, you know, yeah. things like that. Because I, I, I have to, fight for myself. I have to win for myself. Yes, I can uh, have tons of people in my corner and read all these self-help books, but at the end of the day, I'm the one that has to get up and, and absolutely, say yes. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm going to show you. I'm going to move my camera. Let's see if I can okay. do this. So let's see. Let's see, you've got that on the, you know, if you can yes, see all that, I've got all it. those sayings up there. Yes. And I don't know if I can, let's see if I can even move this around a little bit further mm-hmm. so you can really see. Mm-hmm. These are the things yep. that, you know, this yes, is exactly. it's my, just like that. This is my yes wall, you know. I love that. That's my yes wall. And this is my, let's see, that's my wall of remembrance. Uh-huh. Things that. I love that. Things that uh, not too thrilled of. And, oh, hold on. Oh, breaking that. No, let's, <laughs> let's put that camera back. Here we go. Yeah, so the wall of remembrance is... Um, Things that, well, first I have pictures of people who have passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just the thing to remember them. Then I have a painting up there of my mom's that she painted. She painted this one back here. That's and that, beautiful. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's a, it means a lot to me to have. And this one is, means a lot for me to have. And it ripped. And <gasps> it, it ripped because of my impatience, my... my um, Oh boy, bullheadedness in the way I packaged it. <laughs> and um, and I remember Kristen just saying, you know, might want to not package it that way. And I was like, rawr, 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 rawr. <laughs> and, um, and when we got sure it back, it, it had a nice big old rip in it. And I've had it repaired, but that, I look at that and go, Lesson learned. Yeah. Lesson. And Patience. it's, it's, and it's going to, and for me, it's a lesson all the time. And uh, yes. that I have to always remember because I, I do tend to charge in, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, so I ask these things because it, we all have that journey. Yes. Of knowing ourselves and, and really trying to figure out the things that help us and the yes. things that get in the way. Mm-hmm. And things that we can mm-hmm. learn, which makes us part. It's all being human. It's no, yeah. no, uh, a, not a bad thing. I'm not saying anything bad. It's just about stuff that that helps or stuff yes. that gets in the way. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and that's kind of where my journey has been going towards. Yes, of course, I'm auditioning, and yeah. you know, we we hope for the best for the future projects. Um, but aside of that, um, I have a production company that I created over quarantine that will house, you know, my podcast where I speak just like how we're having conversations yeah. like this. 
um, as well as um, an online course where I'm teaching up and coming actors just a mindset of acting. You know, we can go to a hundred improv classes, scene mm. study, self tape, what have you, which granted, yes, you have to have those. A lot of people don't talk to them about the mentality of the journey, you know, yeah. just the choice of taking that leap. And there's been so many circumstances where if I didn't have those tools that I was speaking about, I would have been destroyed a long time ago of just self-doubt or just thinking thoughts that because I see the circumstance as is, I don't see it yeah. as anything else. But having uh, this course, I feel like it'll it'll just dissect minute by minute of just that that idea of choosing yourself to want to do more and, you know, seeing yourself in these in these jobs and these projects and even just posting. I mean, I work on my content consistently, but for sure there's days where I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I should post this, but you don't know. Yeah. By posting it, it could help someone. Yeah. So I'm adjusting with it, but I, I as I'm helping myself, I, I hope that I'm helping somebody else. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. The thing that I've seen uh, is that we just never know who's listening or who's watching or who's right. reading and what one thing that you may have said, even in passing, was the key that unlocked some sort of oppression or depression for somebody. Yes. You just absolutely. never know. You never know. For sure. Have you ever gotten to that place where you feel or felt that, you know, why am I doing this? Maybe I should be doing something else. Yeah. It was actually right before um, Bad Boys for Life, right before I found out I was booking that. I had been on hold for an HBO series regular, uh -huh. and I was playing a boxer. Um, two of my friends were going to be leads on it with me, playing family members of mine. So I'm already ecstatic off that because we keep getting callbacks, keep meeting yeah. with each other, what have you. So we're all texting each other, just imagining what could be. And like I said, because I was boxing, I trained on my own voluntarily, you know, throughout the weeks, sure. just so that as they saw me, I would progress, you know, mm -hmm. with my with my skills. Long story short, um, I ended up not booking it. Mm. And I literally was nannying at the time. I used to nanny a couple families um, out in L.A. just to keep busy and obviously make money. Mm -hmm. And I remember I had just put my little girl down for a nap and my agent was calling me. She's like, at least I'll call you regardless. So, OK. And so she calls me and I'm literally in the living room and then she ends up telling me the news. And I break down to my knees and I'm just <sighs> like this. Yeah. this is not it like yeah. all this hard work for all these weeks envisioning and manifesting so much powerful stuff and it to be taken away from you it's like for what why continue doing this so it took me a couple days honestly to really see it as a positive thing of one being in the position to even put myself as a series regular and see, you know, the network and, you know, all these mm. great things mm. as the possibility of what could be. And as soon as I kind of just adjusted my perspective and became thankful for the opportunity, um, it was released from me and I wasn't wow. so That's stressed great. over the why and not even the, the next day I get the call about bad boys with no audition, no meeting, no nothing, just, my agent then had in contact with casting and just said, I, I'm going to start shooting. So it's little things like that, that yeah. I feel like if you adjust, you know, you, though that one door closed, another one can open. But if you're in that stagnant space of being bitter, you're going to miss the next thing. Yeah. Or if the next thing comes, you're not in the right mindset. Like you were talking right. about a mindset. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. It is something that I think all artists go through. All those who are storytellers yes. go through this place of of doubt. Mm -hmm. I was listening to uh, a, a, I was on Clubhouse for the first time yesterday. Nice. Was Welcome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I was, and I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't remember, it was a showrunner, and, and he was talking, 
And he and he's well established and has done a number of shows. And he just said to himself, he said at one point he thought, "Is my career over?" And nobody's just told me, like, mm. <laughs> you know. Mm. And um, and he's just relating a story to which we all feel that there are times where you just feel like I'll never work again. Or uh, I'm not where I want to be. That's the big one, I think. I'm not absolutely. I'm not where absolutely. I want to be. And what I find is that, at least for me, I'm focused on product and not process. And process. Sometimes I have a hard time just doing process if I don't think I'm going to come out with a product. Mm. And it's, it's kind of like what you talked about. You did all this working out. You did all the boxing. You did all the visualizations. You did the meditations, the prayers, and what have you. And then what happened? Mm-hmm. And for me, it is, again, to remember that all of that still is in you. You still can box better. You still are in better shape. You, all, that is, all that works together for what yep. you're doing. Yes. It, it just wasn't for that particular product. And mm-hmm. that's my struggle. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's you and me both. You and me both. <laughs> and it's it's really great to just talk about it because somehow it takes the air out. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that release valve of all this pressure and you're yes. like, just let it out, man. And yeah. and you go yeah. forward. And but it's really important, I think, like what you said was to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, mm-hmm. we start getting into a bypass thing. Yes. And, yes. and that just, you know, when we start burying stuff, you know what happens. It eventually comes back. That's for sure. And that's who, for sure. who needs that? No, not at all. <laughs> and that's why you just have to be careful of who you speak to. I know a lot of times when we go home to visit family, uh, they want to ask, so tell me what you're doing. What's yeah, this? What's yeah. the next project? Uh-huh. And it's like. Somehow, some way, nip that in the bud and just focus on yourself because the process of what you just had to do that particular day to get to that point, yeah. that's enough. And we can we can celebrate that. You know, I don't want anybody defining what is productive for me. Me getting up and getting this all together <laughs> <laughs> is enough sometimes, you know, yes. like I can't I can't be a robot. I can't act like. I'm just on all the time. Oh. I have to create my happiness. And there's days where I, like I said before, I have to retreat, work it all out, and then come back stronger because I don't want to have to depend on something or someone to fill me up. Man, you know, Bianca, that alone that is time so is very well said. important. Yeah. We have to do that self-care. Um, and like I said, those morning routines are very important. I know well, I don't have kids yet, but Still, I had a nanny and, you know, if I had to be there at a certain time, I then got up a little bit earlier just to have that 10 extra minutes instead of waking up like, (gasps) you know, panic wise, because then that energy is going to carry throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Now you panic in traffic. Now you're doing this. Now you're doing that. Whereas if you started the day a little bit more at peace, then at least you could listen to a podcast uh, in, in, in traffic or listen to, uh, you know, your favorite album or what have you. Then you could just, you know, keep yeah. the flow because I don't I don't see why I'm going to allow the outside world to control how I feel. And I was doing that for so long when it came to the industry. Yeah. You know, success was defined by my bookings and my callbacks and my connections. And it's like I said, because of other things outside of just the talent, I have to find my light in other things and, mm. and, and other hobbies because um, I have to keep going. I yeah. have to keep living. Yeah. So I don't want to, the next time you see, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, just waiting for an audition. That's all. <laughs> just, just sitting around waiting, just waiting. It's like you have a phone, you have a camera, you know, you can shoot things. There's t- times, um, I'll shoot a scene from a movie that involves like, you know, a living room scene and my friends and I will shoot something. I'll just throw it up on online or talking about manifesting. I'll just pop the camera on my ring light and just speak my truth. And you don't know, like I said, you don't know who can help. And social media is so wide now that we don't have to wait to be booked from a network. We can literally just right now what we're doing. That's right. I got my little mic, you know, that I got from Amazon (laughs) and I'm looking real official. Uh And why not? Why not? If I, if I have something to say, Let's uh, let's find that confidence in ourselves to say it. Wow, say that again. 
Mm -hmm. (laughs) The confidence is real. It'll stop you from a lot of things. I've, I've seen too many people, you know, quit just because of that journey that I'm speaking about where they think, okay, I'm going to come to LA and within three, four months, I'm going to book my series regular. (laughs) Here I am. Yeah. You know, Zac Efron. Okay. (laughs) This is not high school musical back in the day. You need to do the work. And if that means you have to, like I said, I did my nanny thing. I worked at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. I've done assistant work, PA, whatever, whatever you got to do, just, if you know that already in your mind, I think it will be easier to push through. Yeah. Now that I'm realizing, okay, Bianca, you still need to live life and still enjoy yourself, though, you know, of course you have these dreams and, and, and things that you desire. Still live, still, still enjoy yourself. You don't have to just be so rigid because then it'll show in your in your roles, you know. I don't want to be, yes, I want to be uh, moldable, adjustable when it comes to direction, but I don't want to be so much of a blank canvas that I don't even know myself. You can't even hold conversation with me, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You, I'm sure you know being in the studio for hours, what's the worst thing? Nobody wants to work with somebody who's just like dry or yeah. just lack any type of energy has, or positivity. Has nothing to but say. They're at this great role. They're in this great position. I don't want that. I don't want to be a series regular or um, a movie star and just be so ugly inside. No. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and I think it's really about having the love of yourself, the confidence of yourself mm-hmm. to be yourself. Yes. Yes. And say it's okay. Yeah. I mean, even just like my hair, I used to wear my hair with extensions, straight, the whole thing, which was fine because that was obviously in the times. But um, I was on a show uh, called Switched at Birth. Yeah. And in between the seasons, obviously, it was the summer and my hair was like this. Uh So I pitched it to the creator of the show, Lizzie Wise. I was just like, hey. This, this is me. I just got new headshots and I'm trying to just embrace this. How do you feel? And thankfully she was so open with it just because I embraced it. You know, I could come to her yeah, confident and ready. Right? Not like, oh, I cut my hair and changed it blue. It's like, no, hey, this is me. Yeah. This is the true essence of me. So as soon as she did that, I, I think uh this this extra layer of confidence came about me where I could just appreciate. Yeah. What I bring to the table and not have to be this tight because she's booking. I got to look like her. Yeah. Did she write it into the show or they just accept? No, it? she didn't write into the show, but she did write a couple of things that I had said. I remember I was at the callback and um, they had me wanting to play or just be skilled in field hockey. <sighs> and so I remember I did my audition, what have you. And then the, the one of the producers was like, so yeah, do you know how to play field hockey? And I was like, you booked me on the show. I'll learn it from YouTube. And I just said that. <laughs> and they ended up putting it in the episode when the coach is like, how do you know how to play field hockey? I'm like, I just looked it up on YouTube. <laughs> uh, that's the greatest. So cool. Just like being yourself. Yeah. People, you know, acknowledge that and think it's that's that's some cool stuff to talk about. Yeah, and doesn't it give you more confidence just to be yourself? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And it's cool because then you know they it shows that you care about your character, you care about the story. There was tons of times if I read something and it was a hint for my character to possibly do it, I would go get trained in it. Mm. Or like the show was based, uh, sign language based. So I was learning some sign language, just basic words, because I'm like, hey, if my now best friend is hard of hearing by now, five, six months in, I should know a couple words. Yeah. And so I did. And then sure enough, they added it into the script. So Uh. I think if you take something that could be small and and take care of it and cultivate it and put some real light under it, Mm. it could grow into something way bigger. You just have to treat it as such. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah. So, all right. You're you're in LA. You're there. You started uh, taking classes. Did was it hard to find the right teacher for you? I don't know about right teacher only because I was trying to get these teachers for my resume. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I wasn't okay. really concerned about whether I liked them or not. It was more of just so I could say been there, done that. Yeah. So I took a lot of improv classes, you know, Second City, Hot House, Groundlings. Mm-hmm. 
It was a lot because I'm so used to preparing for scenes now had already taken classes with the other woman. I'm not used to necessarily thinking on my feet. So that was an adjustment yeah. saying yes to things and <laughs> thinking yeah. on the fly. It was, a, it was yeah. much uh, different. And sure. So yeah, it was more of just to say I could, tr- I, I tried different things. Yeah. So yeah. That's yeah, great. I just, I just like to, take different classes. Groupon has been like my little baby savior. Uh-huh. So I could just try things because um, I've had auditions and I've booked shows where I had to play a secret agent and I had to disarm a gun. So it's like, I can't hold the gun. Like I never held a gun before. Yeah. So there I go, take a little class beforehand and then at least I can hold it right and they can believe it. So oh, I just try really to great. stay ready. Yeah. Yeah. That's really great. Yeah. Um, now, I know you had mentioned before that your mom had passed. Um, mm-hmm. How was that for you since it's really been most of the time it's been you and your mom? Yeah, it was uh, it was very rough, uh, to be all the way honest and very shocking. She had been sick before, but um, it wasn't at this severity. I had literally just finished filming Bad Boys for Life. So mm-hmm. that was in 2018 or mm-hmm. 2019, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had already planned on going back to Atlanta because we were filming so long in Atlanta. I met casting directors, producers, what have you. So I was like, oh, I'm not to, you know, try yeah. this. Whatever. Uh-huh. And when I came back, my mom ended up telling me that she was at, at stage four pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. And that's like terminal. So um I had to just make the choice to take care of her full time and be a full time caregiver and figure out treatments and drive her places and what have you. But it brought this strength inside of me that I didn't even know I had or just thought I would get later in life, you know, when I had kids or what have you. But I just had to do it. I had to fight for my mom as she fought for me. She's mm. sacrificed, you know, her entire life so that I could enjoy anything I desired and any skills that I wanted to try. She allowed me to do so. So I, yeah. you know, returned the favor in a sense, yeah. but, um, was that yeah, here was in rough. LA? Was-, was that here in LA or was that yeah. back in? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was the, I was here in LA because she never once we moved to LA that first time she never, never you know went back. back to New Jersey. Or anything, okay, so yeah, but yeah, I mean we I raised money. I did a GoFundMe. I raised like ten thousand wow. um, dollars. My friend was dancing for Janet Jackson, and we ended up getting her tickets so she could go see her oh, backstage. And oh my gosh, bro, and the whole jam. So it was just that's beautiful. Things like that, I yeah. Though it was a sad moment, I was doing all I could to appreciate each day and each moment. Yeah. So in a way, it taught me to do that in real life that I don't have to wait for the holidays or wait for something to make something special. I can do it today mm. and and do it for myself or do it for a loved one. And it doesn't have to always be materialistic. It could just be a phone call, a FaceTime, you know, what have you. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, In a way, it was a blessing to understand what life is really about. You know, success is defined from for different people. And I always thought me booking and being busy with success, but taking care of my mother and allowing her to uh, rest peacefully in her home. Mm. Like she asked, that's that's goals. That's success for me. It really is. You know, and to be able to stand strong, you know, an only child and still push through. I think I've, I've come very far and I'm proud of myself. Yeah. Good for you. That's wonderful. Yeah. It's, you know, when this is going back many years for me, but when my dad had stage four lung cancer, Mm, um, he would, thank you. He, this, uh, he was in, uh, in Boston and I was living in Nashville Mm -hmm. and, um, the news was so shocking to me. It was uh, my reaction was I need to call my dad to tell him about the shocking news, but it was about him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it was like, you know, it was just such a mind bender that the person that you would have been connecting with about yep. things that have happened in your life mm-hmm. is the person that the thing has happened to. Yeah. And, totally understand it. And it was one of those things where I had to learn another way. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine with you and your mom, it was very similar. 
Yeah. And, and I would imagine too, with being the caregiver, because I was not the caregiver, um, cause I wasn't living close and my siblings were there and my mom and, um, that that would have also helped in that process, that changeover process. Mm -hmm. It did, it did at least so I could understand it, but it just happened so fast. Like it went from me calling her, like you just said, from said, letting her know how my day was to our first doctor's appointment to, you know, being weak, um, during Halloween and then November, December. So it was very, very it was from literally wow. just March to December. It was very fast, very fast. Yeah. Um, but in the same breath, I'm grateful that it happened at the time that it did, because if what, four months later or four months longer, I wouldn't be able to see her. The yeah. hospice wouldn't have been able to come mm. to the house. Mm -hmm. All the the, the the rules and regulations that COVID had um, acquired, I would have probably lost my mom yeah. quicker or, or in a rougher state. Yeah. So at least she was resting at home with her loved ones in her home. Mm. Uh, and this, uh, that's all I can say. Yeah, it does. It changes what we think is so important about life. Mm-hmm. As you were saying, it, it really adjusts. It's, it kind of puts the career achievements in a different light. Yes. When it comes, it comes instead yeah. of waiting. Now, granted, when I say it comes, it comes actively. Yes. You know, no, towards it. I am totally I with you. I get that. When it's all day, every day, that's all you think about. Like you are literally missing moments. Mm. You're literally missing experience that you can't get back you yeah, know yeah. i'm not saying you got to be somewhere all the whole time just show face or make that call mm. or just say yes and go mm. you never know what type of blessing or opportunity could come about if you just say yes to something uh regardless of what you think you need you you go into that thing could be more than you need or mm. you might meet someone reconnect with someone yeah, I just try to be more open to things and not say I can't or yeah. no. Yeah, that's really great. What mm -hmm. an amazing journey. I mean, isn't life an amazing journey? Yeah. I mean, even the last time I saw you, we were yeah. down by the water <laughs> having an amazing dinner with everybody. Yeah. And now look at us, got to talk through Zoom. But I, I know. I know. It's awesome that we connected, though. Yeah. I really appreciate you just seeing my light then and, yeah. and wanting to just involve me. It's 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 a nice reminder that what I'm I'm on the right path. Yes, sure. you are. You definitely are. And you have a beautiful light. You Thank when you. you you when you light up, it light it shines bright. Thanks. So, yeah. I appreciate that. Of course. You. You're so Thank welcome. You. So tell me the name of your show again. Let's uh we can help promote that. What's the name of your podcast? Yeah, my podcast is called What Else with Bianca Bethune. It's on all streaming platforms. Um, my production company is called Sunscape Productions, and Sunscape basically means your higher self mm. arising. So, like, I put it together as one word. Uh, and yeah, you can see other productions I've done either on camera or behind the camera, short films. Mm -hmm. And uh, my classes are coming in June. So if you're a new actor and you just want to learn the business and really feel safe and confident to mm. thrive in the industry, make sure you tap in. And, and do you have a website? How do they tap in? Where yeah, you can tap in at sunscapeproductions.com. Oh, that's it. Okay. All yeah. Right. That yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. Bianca, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, one last question before we go. Sure. What... Oh, gosh, is it two questions I want to ask you? Uh, right. Ask away. All right. All right. We're hanging all right. out. <laughs> okay. I know. I mean, that's how the show rolls. It is. Okay. It's so casual. Yes. Um, I mean, we talked about a lot of challenges and a lot of hurdles. Mm -hmm. um, who, who was it that you could say has helped you along the way? And maybe it's not a person. Maybe it was some things. But what was that? What was it that helped you keep moving forward? Um, my faith, for sure. Mm. Because literally every single time I've thrown in the towel or just got a regular job or just said, forget it, something or someone connects me back to mm. the industry and back to the storytelling. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Every single time, like I can count it on my hands every time. Mm-hmm. And it ends up being a story that, yeah, it may not be, you know, network television or in the movie theaters, but the story itself can help heal something in me and then help heal something in someone else. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, for yeah, sure. That was, really that was, that yeah. was it right there. And okay. So my last question then is, mm-hmm. What's the one thing that you can say to somebody else uh, who is in the arts, going through the weeds? Um, what would you say that that word of advice? I would definitely say love yourself first and trust yourself in the process. What's for you is for you at the time it's supposed to be. Mm. Amen. I like that. <laughs> 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 no, it's so true. I have yeah. often said that um, there is the stuff that's for us, and it's out here somewhere. And then we're over here somewhere. And as we work f- towards the unknown it, it is f- coming its way towards us. I don't know how else I can describe that, but that has been my experience. Absolutely. That's why when people ask me, they're like, oh, you know, you have all these friends as series regulars and double series regulars and movie stars and things. And I'm like, yeah, because birds of a feather flock together. Yeah. So (laughs) if it's them, it's sure about to be me. Like, why would I hate on someone who's worked just as hard as enough sacrifices and heartache? I would want you to win. Mm. One of my friends, she's um, the first uh, Batwoman. So like. Awesome. Living, living life, hanging out, doing interviews with Ellen DeGeneres. Uh-huh. I want that for her because yeah, yeah. I know her story. Yeah, so that's awesome. Please, yeah, let's all celebrate each other and our wins because they started just like we did. That's right, and worked their way up. So congratulate them. So they, we, you can congratulate yourself through your come up as well. Yeah, fantastic. Ah, this has been great. Thank yeah, you so it. much for coming on the show. Yeah. Um, and I wish you all the success. I wish you all the grace to walk through the success. Thank you. And um, I look forward to when we can actually see each other in person again. That's right. <laughs> and back to work we go. And back to work we go. <laughs> I'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. I appreciate right. you. Thank you. Bye. You too. Bye. Well, what did I tell you? What an amazing woman, right? She's got a lot going on. Let me tell you about her podcast again, What Else, with Bianca Bethune. Check it out. And check out her her company. Her website is sunscape.com. And you can find that and uh, can find some resources for you as you continue with your journey. So next week, next week is going to be a special guest Her name is Doreen Ringer-Ross. Doreen was with BMI Broadcast Music, Inc. for 35 years. She's a major supporter of film composers, artists, singer-songwriters. Yeah, you're going to hear her story from when she was younger, working at record labels, and why she even took on a job at BMI. So there you go. In the meantime, take care of yourself. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Social distance. That's a lot of S's. Okay. Remember, if she's doing it, why not you? 